This episode contains subject matter that may be triggering or upsetting for some listeners. More details, including timestamps, are located in the description. Stay safe. I will say this. I did used to be super into Legolas, but now as an adult woman, I realize that I'm actually more of a Gimli. I'm a Gimli gal. Wait, as in you're attracted to Gimli or you connect to Gimli more? Um, I don't think I'm attracted to him. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Who's to say? Who's to say? I'm definitely personality-wise, like if you had to cast me in Lord of the Rings, I'm definitely Gimli. Really? I'm or Gandalf. I'm Gimli because I'm stubborn and I don't let anyone tell me what to do and I'm bad at running. <laughs> or I'm Gandalf because I'm too smart for my own good and I'm angry at everyone for being stupid. <laughs> Fly, you fool. You had me at... Hell no! Welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Mel. I'm Allie. And welcome to our podcast where we talk about all movies that center around romance and figure out why we like them when we actually hate them. Yeah, and why they hate us. And by us, I mean women, but they don't just hate women. They hate LGBTQ people, people of color. They don't love, uh, they don't love those groups. No, and it I don't even know if it's like a harmful purposeful thing. I mean, it could it, it's clearly an example of white patriarchy and we can get into that yeah. later at another time. Yeah. But with recent pushes towards representation in those kinds of movies, we're seeing it now. It's kind of a, too little too late for me, mm-hmm. but it's just why in the 20th century in particular and mm-hmm. the early 2000s, why are these movies so popular? Yeah. Dumb people doing dumb things to be in love with someone who's not right for them, who's dumb. Yeah. If you couldn't tell, we don't like romance. I love horror movies. Allie, what do you like to watch? Oh, I love a, an 80s action garbage, like a man in a car or a man doing the splits or like uh, a woman uh, with like a ray gun or something. Yeah. I, if, if you can, yeah. So the three movies you just described, let me see if I'm hearing this correctly. Um, Bloodsport, Total Recall, and Roadhouse. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I, Roadhouse is not a movie we will be discussing on this podcast, I don't think. No, it's not a romance. No, but it is. Unless, oh, God, it's great. Unless you consider Patrick Swayze grabbing out his enemy's throat with his uh, bare hands to be romance. Uh, I love it. I mean, the closest it gets to romance is they consistently have sex in places that they should not have sex. Too much. There's too much in that movie. Like, they're always having sex on a, against a surface that is incredibly uncomfortable. That's true. Yeah, a stone fireplace. Sign me out. A scratchy wool blanket and for that on reason, a roof? For that reason, Sharks, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> God. What movie are we talking about today, Melanie? Today we are talking about the 2005 Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart, Anna Ferris masterpiece, in not. quotes. It's very- Just Friends. Bye, bye, bye. In case you could not tell, Allie loved this movie. I didn't like this movie. It- Here's the thing. A lot of people are about our age that this movie was a big deal when we were in high school in Like particular. eighth grade, ninth grade. Yeah. yeah. And you're probably thinking, oh, I like that movie. No. Watch it again. Watch it again. You'll realize, oh, I don't like this movie. I like Anna Ferris. Yeah. Yep. Anna yep. Ferris yep. is doing yep. her damnedest to make this work. She's the she's the glue of the entire film. Tell us. Think right now about like, oh, what's something I liked in that movie? You can't think of it. It's all Anna Ferris. Yep. Um, Correct. Now, well, Melanie likes horror and I like some action. We have someone else in our presence that doesn't really like any movies. Uh, our sound engineer, Tiffer. Hi, Tiff. Hey. That's not very fair. Oh. I like, you he like likes movies. movies. You like movies. You just haven't seen a lot of them. I'm it's sorry. True. I misspoke. I apologize. Thank you. I, I apology accepted. Okay. Guys, it's just, it's just that easy. Be sincere and take actions to change in the future. 
Yep. That's a genuine thing, actually. That's true. But Tiffer, what we really want to know, because you're not as well-versed in pop culture or movies, based on only the title, Just Friends, what do you think this movie is about? Mm-hmm. Um, th- they definitely fuck at the end. Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. Do they not? Mm-hmm. Who's oh. to say? I mean, because they're just friends. But they're not, right? Mm-hmm. They can't be. This is a men and women can't be just friends. We no. talked about that in the first. We episode. talked That's about true. that when yeah. Harry met Sally. Set the precedent yeah. when we agreed with that theory. <laughs> yes, the three of us unanimously agreed that that theory was true, and there was no disproving it whatsoever. We disagreed with that theory. <laughs> well, thank you. This thank has you. been Tiffer's pop culture osmosis. Dun, 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 dun. I would say just friends. We really spoiled ourselves with when Harry met Sally, didn't we? Like. Because it's such a good movie, and this movie is a garbage. This movie is a garbage trash fire. Because you would think, oh, just friends. This is dealing with can men and women be friends? No. This movie is saying that it has no interest in men and women being friends at all. This movie. It doesn't have an interest in women saying anything that it would be interesting. That is true. Mm -hmm. Valid point. But what this movie deals with, and this was a big thing mm-hmm. for millennials our age in like middle school and high school was the friend zone. Yeah. This movie is all about the friend zone. Which is a bullshit made up thing. Yeah. First of all, if you're tuning in for the first time, we love feminism, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> feminism is really important to all three of us, quite yes. frankly. Uh-huh. But the thing that I think needs to be said about the friend zone mm-hmm. is not necessarily that it's not real, but the idea of it is so uncomfortable and hurtful because the idea behind the friend zone mm-hmm. is by a group of guys that like to call themselves quote-unquote nice guys. Mm-hmm. But are these guys nice? No, they're actually not nice. These yeah. are the types of men who treat women like women owe them something for them acting like a decent human being. Yeah. Like women are only around to be their friend if there's something sexual in it at the end of the tunnel, essentially. And the friend zone is where guys who aren't appreciated are placed by women who are just so oblivious. And that's really not true. No. For any gender, if you're... In the friend zone, if they don't want to date you, they don't want to date you. They're not, they're not going to want to date you. Also, it's saying that by being someone's friend, you're a lower tier, which is not true. Not at all true. It's a stupid idea of friendship and saying that that's not valuable. It's also a shitty feeling if you're a woman and you're like, great, I met. Or if you're a man. Like, if you're anybody and you're like, I met this great friend who I feel really comfortable with. And then, and you, then find you realize. Out, no, this whole time they didn't actually want to get to know me. They don't actually care about anything. They just wanted to sleep with me. Yeah. And it's It's, it's really shitty. demeaning. Yeah. It's very shitty. Also, a lot of it comes from, because um, typically it's portrayed as like men. I'm sure there are versions of this where like women feel friend zoned by men, but like I don't, I don't hear that as being as common or whatever. People of all genders, any per, any gender, any, anybody can be an asshole. But that's true. Everybody can be and an everyone asshole. has an asshole. That's not true. Fuck. (laughs) Everyone, no matter what their gender, race, creed, religion, disability, everyone is capable of being a jerk. Yes. Um, But there's also this thing of, like, when we gear these movies specifically, like, towards dudes of, like, oh, she put you in the friend zone, and therefore she doesn't actually care about you, and you're her bitch, and it's like, no. It's sort of like, they're like, oh, she wants you to do all the boyfriend stuff with her without actually any of the cool stuff. And I'm like, what? Do you only think that you can do nice things for someone else when you're having sex with them? Yeah, I I agree with you, and it's really messed up. And also, when you're dating someone and in a relationship, there's a lot of intimate moments that you'll never have with just your friends. Yeah. And they're not always sexual. Yeah. So. Anyway, this fucking movie... This movie, (laughs) let's deep dive in because the beginning of this movie, I don't want to say that it upset me because it didn't necessarily upset me, but I actually really related because Ryan Reynolds is the main character. Mm -hmm. His name is Chris Brander, which is the dumbest fucking name I've ever heard. That's like fully throw Scrabble tiles at at the wall. Like his name is Chris. Great. Let's write it down. And... The beginning of the movie is his senior year in high school. He's getting ready to go to a graduation party. Mm -hmm. And Ryan Reynolds is wearing a fat suit. And he plays this, like, dorky 
supposed to be lovable chubby guy who's mm-hmm. in love with his best friend Jamie who's like the head cheerleader. Oh, you remembered her name. I fully forgot her name. Yeah. I've seen this movie a lot. Okay. Because I used to like this movie. Okay. And so. then I saw it as an adult and now I don't like it. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry to open in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Friendship. Anyway, he also is wearing a wig that isn't his real like the idea is he because he is fat and has curly hair he is not desirable or that is we're supposed to translate that as dork but like i don't agree I don't, with that yeah also it's a terrible i never find fat suits funny anyway i mean they're not funny it's the idea of it's funny cuz he's fat yeah which just means that it's lazy comedy yeah because if it's funny on its own, it doesn't matter if the actor is fat or wearing a fat suit or not. It'll just be funny on its own. Yeah. So it's lazy writing, in my opinion. I agree. Um, and He's... I related to this really hard, though, because oh. in high school, I was the person who would have really close friendships mm-hmm. with guys and then have a huge crush on that guy mm-hmm. and not really be able to verbalize how I felt because they just treated me like I was, I was friend zoned a lot in high school, even though the friend zone is dumb. I definitely was, but I never thought that those people owed me anything. I just was so badly wanting them to one day be like, Mel, you're the one that I really like. And I want you to be my girlfriend. (laughs) And it of course never happened Mm -hmm. because I was the fat dork in high school. Yeah. And now as an adult, that's a freaking commodity. It's great. You're my favorite fat dork. Thank you. I'm my favorite fat dork, too, aside from Jack Black. Yeah. And Nicole Byer. She's not really a dork. Ah, uh, she's a dork. She's a cool girl. Anyway, also, he he's best friends with Jamie, played by Amy Smart, who is a popular cheerleader. And it's very confusing, though, because, like, they're best friends, but all of her, like, popular friends are mean to him, and she doesn't so say anything. Mean. It's she's completely oblivious to anything outside her scope. She has no character in this. No, her character. She doesn't have a. You're right. She doesn't have a character. It's the whatever he that needs she, for his arc. Whatever exactly. we need for the joke in the scene. If we need her to be angry about this, all of a sudden she's angry about it. If we need her to not pay attention, she's not paying attention. If we need her to want him to do this, we'll do this. But she has no character. We don't learn anything about what she actually wants or likes or needs. In this movie. She has no struggle. Mm-hmm. She has a purpose, but no actual gravitas. That's the wrong word. But Her character bears no weight in the story. She's only there as a foil for Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Um, so he writes this love letter, and basically the love letter is, Jamie, I love you. I want to be your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He's going to give it to her at this big graduation party, and... Her uh. boyfriend, who's like the gross jock, finds the letter and reads it in front of everyone and embarrasses him. Mm-hmm. And the part that kills me, which is why her character is so pointless, yeah. is because Chris, Ryan Reynolds, is crying. He's upset. He's running away out of the party. And she stops and she goes, Chris, is that really how you feel? Mm-hmm. And he goes, yes. She goes, I love you too, like a brother. Who the no one would do that. I'm sorry for squealing. No one would Who do that. in their right mind, after someone no. professes their undying romantic love for you, would say, I love you too, like a brother? No. Like what? They would the never, Lannisters? They would... They Wait, what did you just say? Like the Lannisters? Oh, yeah, like no, they wouldn't Cersei say and that. Jamie Lannister? Gross. Also, they clearly have not... The dudes who wrote this clearly have not met, really spoken with teenage girls because they wouldn't recognize, like... When you're a teenager, especially like that specific type of teenage girl, popular, probably hypersexualized, she's a cheerleader, she, everyone wants to be around her all the time. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, and she's constantly like, I have to be okay, I have to make sure everyone else around me is okay. You would probably say something like, that means so much to me. Like, girls like that are constantly in damage control, but doesn't mean they can't be bitches or bullies or whatever. But I've met enough cheerleaders and pretty ladies to be like, oh, they are constantly in a state of trying to calm situations down. And she would be better at doing that. That's a great point. But we wouldn't have a movie. We wouldn't have the stupid bullshit movie. Anyway, he's really upset because everyone's making fun of him. And Jamie told him she loved him like a brother. So he's 
like, oh, I'm going away and you'll see. So he leaves for 10 years and doesn't talk to anybody in his hometown. Yes. Also, by the way, his hometown is in New Jersey. No, it's fucking not because this was Canada, bitch. That's right. Sorry. This really upset Allie. It's supposed to be set in New Jersey, but it's it's clearly Canada. They're like, we're back home in New Jersey. It is the most Canadian New Jersey I've ever seen. Everyone has a Canadian accent. Everyone's playing hockey. All the actors are like, whoa, hey, here in New Jersey, yeah? I'm like, People in New Jersey like hockey, too. Uh, excuse me? Yeah, right. You've <laughs> been there. I used to live there, you dipshit. At the same level as these assholes? As Canada? It depends on where in Jersey Everything, you are. also, all the towns look like it's fucking Canada. Every, everything about it reads as we were filming in Canada. They don't even try to make it seem like New Jersey. No one has a New Jersey accent. There's nothing, no buildings look like it's fucking New Jersey. Nothing in it. Well, just make no. it Canada. The friend, the friend. Sorry. No, there's one accent in it, and you can tell that they really tried. It's some Canadian guy who plays the best friend from high school who became a oh, dentist. Yes, and you can tell that he was trying to have a New Jersey accent because yeah. of the way he says the name of the like bad guy in the movie, uh-huh. Dusty Dinkelman. Because uh-huh. there's. It's part of the accent where you have a soft D. It's oh. like very New Jersey, very Brooklyn, New York. Okay. It was Dusty Dinkelman. Okay. And that guy was the only one that bothered to try. That guy So props tried. to him. His He's wife. He's the true hero of the film. And also something Canadian. The woman who plays his wife in the movie, like their other friend, was in Wolf Cop, which is a Canadian. That's right. Yeah. She's the sheriff in Wolf Cop. Ugh, Wolf Cop. What a great fucking movie. It's Couldn't we have done great. Wolf Cop instead? No. There's no romance in it. Are you sure? Yeah, because all the the clo- what romance happens in that movie? His dick explodes. His dick does explode. <laughs> <laughs> I Horrifying. love Wolf Cup. I wanted to love Wolf Cup, but I don't know that I did. That's anyway, the shit that I love. But I do uh, love Canadian. Anyway, that's Canadian. Anyway, after these ten years, we pick up in Los Angeles where Ryan Reynolds is like hot, sculpted. He has He's regular lost Ryan this Reynolds. Weight. This was also something that bugged me. He doesn't. Nothing about Ryan Reynolds reads as formerly, this sounds weird, but like, there's nothing really about him that reads as like, I was a chubby kid. I don't know about that. I don't know. I didn't get that vibe. He, I get more, I think it's because I see in him a fellow like, oh, lanky ass weirdo. Like, he probably has to work very hard to put on weight to get all jacked up. And that's probably where his insecurity comes from. Oh, see, I actually thought he successfully played part of that character because there was clearly so much anger in his character. And And that I really got because, like, as someone, if you grow up chubby Mm -hmm. and people make fun of you for your body and that's the one thing people point out to you that's wrong with you Mm -hmm. and like oh people won't date me because I'm fat people don't take me seriously because I'm fat Mm -hmm. that can be really damaging and can turn you into a really angry person even after you've lost the weight yeah isn't it great that no matter what someone has a problem with your body yeah it's great no matter what it's like you're wrong it's almost like corporations make billions of dollars a year off the fact that people hate themselves She's not wrong, but the movie picks up in L.A. where he's at this party. And my question at this was, were all the women that they hired to act in this, like, holiday party for his office, were these all porn stars? Oh, why? Because I wrote this down in my notes because I thought it was so weird. Because it picks back up with this beautiful woman who's dressed like a mid-2000s porn star yelling at Ryan Reynolds Uh because he doesn't take her seriously. Uh Mm-hmm. And what she actually says is, you don't take me serious. And then he guffaws and makes fun of her for it. Mm -hmm. And she breaks up with him. Mm -hmm. He immediately turns around to a different woman sitting next to him at the bar, also dressed like a mid-2000s porn star. Well, that was also how they dressed extras. Like, if you needed an ancillary sort of hot girl, that's just how they dressed them. Ugh. They put some body glitter on you. They told everyone you were a stupid idiot. And they still made fun of your boobs. Wow. Remember body glitter? Yeah. Honestly, I, body glitter is still dope. Honestly, if you want to be a shiny, hell yeah. That's fair. Disco queen. I love it. Highlighter is basically body that's glitter. That's all body It's just fine milled body glitter. That's all it is. But anyway, the point of this is that. <laughs> it hates. That's the point of the movie, though, when he like makes fun of this woman rightfully calling him out. And then goes to a different woman, and I just wrote down, this movie hates women. Yeah, because these women have no other purpose than to be like, oh, you're hot, and I want to bang you because I don't have a personality. Mm -hmm. And this is also when he's 
like a younger he's some executive at like a record company or something. Yeah, Stephen Root plays his boss. Stephen Root <sighs> Stephen does Root's a phenomenal great. job. Honestly, Stephen Root, no matter how small the role, whenever he shows up, you're like, well, this part will be good. Yep. Yeah. I'll like yep, this yep, yep, part. Yep, yep. This is where Ryan Reynolds is explaining to like his assistant or something the rules of staying out of the friend zone. And it's like, don't go on a date during the day. Don't do nice things for her. Don't. It's very odd. It's like there's all these weird rules about how to successfully be a sexual partner with a woman without actually um, recognizing her humanity. I agree. And it definitely picks up on Mm -hmm. some stuff from When Harry Met Sally. Like We talked about how Mm -hmm. When Harry Met Sally is such a seminal work in the Mm rom-com, the annals of rom-comedy, basically. Mm -hmm. And Ryan Reynolds is just a worse version of Harry because he was hurt by a woman Mm -hmm. that he really cared about and now uses his sexual power to have revenge on all women. Yeah, but also Harry, like, made friends with a woman, recognized his, like... I don't know. This uh, You are right. What I'm saying is this is a shittier version of okay, that. Okay, <laughs> good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Anyway, his his boss played by Stephen Root is like, oh, there's this artist who is changing labels or whatever. We want to get her. And we know I know that you and she, I think, slept together. So go to the studio, take her on a trip to like they're gonna have to fly somewhere. I Paris. can't remember. Paris. I forget why. Oh, I this part <laughs> And this is <laughs> they show this is on a Ferris. And they show a video of her trying to do some kind of charity thing. In Africa. I wrote, I wrote a, this down. She's holding a chicken and there's a clearly tribal African man sitting next to her. And she goes, I'm here with Mr. Cluck Cluck and my new best friend, Mafufi. And it's the stupidest shit that I've ever heard in my I, life. I, it's incredibly racist. It's but so I, racist. But Anna Ferris does such a good job. Anna Ferris, I think, was trying to, and I think... Wh- what I think the defense they probably would have tried to give for that joke would be like, oh, we're satirizing the hollow nature of a lot of celebrity sort of white saviorism, but also, like, they're not making, they don't do anything to make sort of the, that one tribal man whose name we don't even really know. Like, Mafufi? Which is not a name. Her new best friend, Mafufi? That's not a person. That's not. I doubt that's a fucking name. They don't do anything to actually like humanize that guy. Like, no. there's the part of the joke is still making fun of that guy, so it's still racist. But I will say I still love Anna Ferris. It's not a great joke, but no. Anna Ferris. The reason to watch this movie is Anna Ferris because Ferris. she gives hundred and fifty percent. She's in this amazing role in this. of this absolute psycho hose beast. Oh my. <sighs> but uh, she sees Ryan Reynolds and she like freaks out and she behaves towards him the way he behaves towards women. Like, she's pretty predatory. She, like, jumps on him. She, like, licks his face. Um, She's a lot more outwardly aggressive than Ryan Reynolds' character is, but he still does the same stuff. She's basically a pastiche of him. Yes. Anyway, they're on... They're flying on a plane to Paris. She puts foil in the microwave on the airplane, and they have to land. They have to do an emergency landing in New Jersey, and he's like... We're in New Jersey! Because that's where he's from. And he just shows up at his mom's house. And he's so mean to his mom! He really is. And his He mom... hasn't been home in 10 years. And he just also... Why wouldn't he just get a hotel? Just go to a hotel. If you hate being home this Your much... Your record you hate... label would pay for a hotel. Your record label would pay for a hotel. Like, why... If he all... The whole time he was like, I can't believe we're home. I'm like, you called your mom just expecting to stay home having her host this woman that you're with like just go to a hotel i agree anyway it's a really feeble excuse to have him in the situation he needs mm-hmm. now if he had booked hotels and they'd be like you know what it's christmas we're all booked up there's Boom. no one there's nowhere local it's one line it's a single line to fix it yep sorry yep they don't do that nope instead they just have uh, the lady who's uh, that actress i can't remember her name she was an airplane i'm going to look it up she is such a sweetheart she and is she plays wonderful. such an airhead mom mm-hmm. and it's adorable yes uh, she's she is also a bright spot in this movie she's um, one of my favorite parts of this movie as well honestly the ancillary female characters are the best part of this movie julie haggerty julie haggerty that's her name mm-hmm. 
She's great. She's wonderful. I could have looked that up before the podcast, but you she know what? Has, she has this voice that she does, uh, and she's such an airhead. Hello? And she picks up the phone, and she, Joyce? she's calling her friend, Joyce. Joyce? And then her son's on the phone. She goes, Chris, why are you at Joyce's house? And it's so, it's, it's the very stupidest sweet. shit, and she makes it work, yep. honestly. She um, also sings a song to him about loving yourself that what? I love. I forgot that. When he's looking for his ice skates, she goes, love yourself. Believe in yourself. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, I do remember that. And he's so shitty to her. He's like, God, Mom! Bleh. And the joke they're trying to make, I think, is that when you go home, you tend to take on characteristics of your personality when you lived there. Like, when you... It, what the you do same think is concept real. as when you go to a high school reunion. You yeah. fall into the old social dynamic. When you go to your parents' house for dinner, you do kind of become a little bit like a teenager. When you... Go see friends from high school. You kind of behave like you did in high school. Mm-hmm. But it kind of also just comes off as, like, we saw him in high school. He's not. He wasn't portrayed as a brat. He wasn't he was mean just to his mom. Dork. And then suddenly, <laughs> as an adult man, he's the worst person I've ever seen. He is truly a nightmare. He manhandles Anna Ferris. He, like, drags her everywhere. And it's supposed it's supposed to be slapstick, and it's really not. It's kind of And I like, remember oh. thinking all of that was funny when I watched this when I was 14. Mm-hmm. It's not funny anymore. No, no. Uh, anyway, they go. He goes to his old like they go. He goes to a local bar. He sees his the friends. Maple. It's called the Maple again. It's supposed to be New Jersey. This is the most Canadian ass fucking movie. And listen, I I I like Canadian shit. All right, I'm the bitch that watched Goon. Okay, she loves Goon I, and Sean William Scott. It's, this is a discussion for another time, but I do think that's his best work. Sean, if you're listening. No, he's married. It's fine. Sean, if you're listening. He's married. It's fine. We adore you. He's married. And we appreciate you. He got married. It's fine. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> sensing a little hostility I here. Do, I'm not. I'm not hostile. <laughs> I just. It's fine. We weren't going to be a thing anyway. Never say never. It's fine. We're, he's, we're Someday like, Tom Hiddleston and I are going to be best friends. Okay. I, had a better, I don't truly believe that, I but I hope be, it. I had a better chance of marrying Sean William Scott. Okay, than you know what? <laughs> Sorry. You're a butthead. <laughs> Get out of my face. I'm not saying that that's my ideal dude. I'm just saying I think that he and I could, I probably would have been a good influence on him. And I would have been very supportive. And I do like his work in Goon. I know that's not the movie we're talking about. But the but link here was Canada. Canada. They go to a bar called The Maple. He sees his friends. And he goes up to them, hasn't seen them in 10 years, and they they just pick up where they left off. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. If I lived in my hometown and someone who treated me like shit for 10 years came back and was like, hey, man, how are you? And I'd be like... Well, 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 look what the cat dragged in. I'd be like, hi. No, you'd kind of be like, hi. You wouldn't know how to talk to them. Oh, I would I would straight up just be like, what are you doing here? Get out of my face. I hate you. I would not do that. I know, because you're nicer than I am. No. Yes. <laughs> this is where the first gay kiss is played for a joke. Like, Anna Ferris kisses his friend Darla, and it's like, ha, ha, ha. And that's not funny. And, there's, and then there's a part later in the it's, movie it's, where it's there's two men making out and they they are kissing and that's played as a joke. Really? Yeah. I didn't even notice. When they go watch The Notebook and it's right after um, Ryan Reynolds says, this is so gay. And then it cuts to two men making out while watching The Notebook. As if That's a very 2005 joke. Very 2005. Also as if like, I mean, I would hope they would feel comfortable, but I don't know that necessarily know that like, Two gay men in suburban New Jersey would feel particularly safe being in the front row of a movie theater to make out. Who knows? Also, can I just say for the record, people who make out in movie theaters, you're disgusting. And I hate you. And you shouldn't be allowed in polite society. Do you want to fucking know why? Nobody came to this public place to watch and hear you suck the face off of someone. We came to eat popcorn and watch a movie. Keep that shit at home. I I think if you're in the back row, it's fine. I don't. I hate it. I say this as someone who hasn't done anything in a movie theater for I haven't stuff. either because I'm a woman of principle no I just think I'd be stressed out but I do think if you're in the back row it's good it's <laughs> a movie don't. theater that's part of the thing hold hands kiss on the mouth don't kiss on the mouth nobody wants to see <laughs> or hear you kiss on the mouth no matter who you're dating not right I now I don't care 
Nobody should be kissing each other in public. I don't want to see it. I'm fine with it. <sighs> I just love love. I know. And I don't. Anyway, a gay kiss is played for a joke this time. Um, I will say this scene where they're in the bar. I was one of like, I think two times when I genuinely laughed out loud. And both of those times where I laughed out loud were because of Anna Ferris. That's true. I and can confirm. It, it's this one where <laughs> it's a whole bit where the, Chris... Chris! Oh, cause, and he, sh- he goes, I'm busy! And she goes, I'm busy! She's just stupid, Dad! She's just sitting on a chair, <laughs> doing nothing. Doing nothing. And I'm busy! Stupid dick! It's my favorite. It so makes good. me laugh. Oh, but anyway, when they're at the bar, guess who is at the bar? Jamie. Guess who's bartending? And she hides from him. She's terrified to see him. First yeah, of all, oh, why? Because you know that you played a part in one of the most traumatic, humiliating events of your best friend's life and you didn't do anything about it? Also, oh, I wonder why. Yeah, also, I don't know. Also, it's like some people don't recognize him, but she recognizes him Because he's thin and hot. One of the first things she hot. says to him when they hug is, I can put my arms around what you. What a bitch. That's a bit. Why would you want to fuck her after that? Well, those things, they're meant as compliments, but they're really, for some people, they can be really triggering. Yeah. Especially if you weren't happy with yourself or your body when you were at a heavier weight. I don't appreciate comments like that no. towards other people at all because you can't just you can't just say something nice. You can't just, just say, wow, you look great. It's wonderful to yeah. see you. You don't need to add a qualifier. Anyway, she, um, oh, they go somewhere. He they, asks her on a date. Yeah, and she's like, oh, let's go to lunch. And this scene, he honestly, orders, ugh. he orders. They don't order. No, but and there's some time where he orders a grilled cheese with ranch. And that is so gross to me. No, he doesn't order. They don't. I remember the scene because watching this with you, honestly, you guys, everyone who's listening to this, me watching this movie as an adult, as someone who has been treated poorly because of the way my body is, mm-hmm. a lot of things really stuck out to me in this yeah. movie watching it as oh, yeah. an adult. And in this diner scene, they go for lunch. It's the most awkward thing ever. His plan is to woo her, sleep with her, and then make her feel like shit about herself, Mm -hmm. which is already terrible. Mm -hmm. But they go to this diner where they used to go all the time as teenagers. They don't order anything. And the waitress comes up, this older lady, and she goes, oh, I remember you. And then she calls Ryan Reynolds the chubby bunny and, like, makes a weird bunny noise. She's like, oh, you're the chubby bunny. Oh, yeah. I can't make a bunny noise. And he goes, yeah. And she just keeps talking about how he used to be overweight. And she says, I know exactly what both of you want. I'll bring it. She brings out their food that they didn't order. Mm-hmm. She brings Amy Smart a grilled cheese with ranch, which, by the way, disgusting. Yuck. What is wrong with you? At least get it with tomatoes or avocados yeah. or just cheese. I say this as someone who loves both grilled cheese and ranch. Are you a sociopath? She might be. She has no personality. She has no personality. She has no interest. Anyway, she gets mad. Ryan Reynolds is like, I didn't order this. I well, don't want this. What, I can't eat this. Well, what the waitress brings Ryan Reynolds uh-huh. is a stack of pancakes and cake covered in whipped cream and chocolate syrup and candy. And he says, and I think this part's legit. He says, yeah. I didn't order this. Yeah. And she goes, well, it's what you always go. And he said, yeah, when I was a whale. Which is mean. Which is mean to himself, but yeah. also true. She didn't give him a chance to order the food she wanted. She brought him something. Clearly this man... Probably has eat different eating habits mm-hmm. from when he was 18. Also, she brought out so shittily. She's so mean to him. Yeah. It's clearly meant as like a slight. I don't think she meant it as a slight. Well, I she's think a she, bitch and I don't like her. Well, I don't like <laughs> her either because I think that she's assumptive and ignorant. Yeah, but the the scene is played up as Amy Smart gets she's angry at Ryan Reynolds. I'm sorry. Because he didn't order that food and mm-hmm. he says, I can't eat this because it's gonna hurt my stomach. Right. And she says, Okay, little girl, I'll eat your pancakes and you have my grilled cheese. This whole scene was She's just, so mean. And it's, everyone is so mean to each other in yeah. this movie. And we're supposed to be like, oh, Oh, no, he messed up. And it's like, they both messed up. She is mean. Why would he want to spend more time with her? The only reason he does is because some misguided place of sexual energetic revenge. Yeah, I don't like... 
She's it awful. feels wrong. Again, she's whatever he needs for the scene to be, for the movie to move forward. Instead of writing a character, yeah. they were like, okay, well, we just need to get from this point to this point. And instead of taking the time of like, well, why would that actually happen? They're like, we need her to say some bullshit. And it's lazy and it's shitty. Um, and it makes me mad. And he calls her later. He Oh, he uses this. They go on da- a second date. The, the date goes poorly. He talks to his friends and they're like, no, no, you got to be like, for some reason, he's like, Oh, the way I have to be is how I was in high school. But before that, oh. he plays hockey with her where the kids beat him up. Oh, yeah. And everyone is very cool with the kids being so violent. It's a really no weird. No adults step in. It's a really weird trope. They're, they're mad at him. And it, as if no, if any of, if I did any of the things these children do, I wouldn't have been allowed to go anywhere. Oh, same, fully. Like, it's this trope that. Children who don't like the main character that we're supposed to like just kick the absolute shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And his, he doesn't act well either. He's mm-hmm. playing a pickup hockey game with a bunch of freaking kids. Why? Like, they do you don't that? need to push them. You don't need to do slap shots. No. But also, the kids are kicking him and hurting him. Yeah. And everyone's telling him to stop being such a wuss. Yeah. It's this real, like, macho. This movie has a real problem with, like, macho bullshit. Because every time he does something that isn't super mean, they're like, you pussy. Every, he, he, yeah, part of they his, use the word pussy. They use the word pussy. Like, when he goes to call her for another date. He, to be this like, is the voice he uses. He goes, Jamie. Yeah, and he, uh, to, to his, like, speech to big himself up before talking to her, he's like, you're a huge pussy. You're a big old pussy. That's how he talks about himself. And it's Instead like, of it's, just being himself because he doesn't have a personality and has, neither does she. Neither of them have a personality. Their only setting is being mean to people. And each other. And themselves. Yeah. It's uh, Also, when he calls her, she answers the phone in the bathroom while washing a dog that we never see again. We didn't see that dog before. We don't see the dog again. And that dog was huge. It was a great Dane that she's in the bathtub, fully clothed, washing. washing. Why is she in the tub with the dog? Maybe. Why did she? An- I, how? I don't have how a dog. How and why did she answer the phone in the bathroom? Who knows? I don't know the logistics of dog washing. I have a cat. You don't get in the tub. Okay, I didn't know that. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, my animal cleans itself. He calls her and is like, "Hey, they're playing the Notebook at such and such theater." And also the running joke through the joke, quote unquote, is like, oh, the notebook is so gay. This is also during a time, I mean, people still sometimes do this, but less so. But where the word gay was synonymous with like dumb or bad, which is, this movie is homophobic. Or not manly. This movie is homophobic and sexist and bad and boring. Yes, but before, when they're on, oh! when they're playing hockey, God, this, this thing happens where the hockey puck that he slap shots hits him in the mouth and there's a whole bit that I really did not like of, like, him getting more and more hurt by the EMTs. One of the yeah. EMTs is a guy, Dusty Dinkelman, played by... Chris what, Klein. Thank you. There's a lot of Chris's. I've never been a big Chris Klein person. I don't... I, I, there's something about him I don't trust. I don't mind him. I don't... I don't really have I any feelings either it. way. I don't I don't trust it. But anyway, the point of this character is that he was like a an acne-ridden dork with a stutter who tried to write Jamie a song and then couldn't sing it because he was so nervous. And now he's like Mr. Hot Guy, who's doing the same thing that Ryan Reynolds is doing. Yeah. So while he's as an EMT mm-hmm. helping Ryan Reynolds, he hits on Jamie. Yeah. So at this point, when Ryan Reynolds asks Jamie to go see the notebook, uh-huh. she brings Dusty and then he brings his mom yeah. because he has to wear a retainer because his teeth got all fucked up. And yeah. he wears a sweater that I think is a fucking dope sweater. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he this wears is also... it to be a quote unquote pussy. Yeah. Also, this scene, I remember because I remember he's like lays out the clothing beforehand. And this was like when I would watch it in high school with my friends. This was like the big deal because you see shirtless Ryan Reynolds. And that was like the thing. Yeah. That was the thing where it's like, he's so hot. And now I'm like, this man is so dehydrated. I never got the appeal of Ryan Reynolds. Honestly. His teeth are too small for his mouth. Oh, my God. That's not where I was going to go. But that is, what a specific thing. He needs a spacer. What? Like, the U-bend of his teeth are too small. And you know how I know that? Because you can see all of his fucking teeth. (laughs) His mouth is so 
I do love that we're like body shaming is bad, and yet now we're like fuck this idiot's teeth. Like, I don't think there's a problem with it. I just don't like to look at it. <laughs> And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with Melanie. it. I just don't like it. Okay. Have small teeth. Live your life. Melanie. <laughs> what? It's just the sentence, I don't have a problem with it. I just think it's gross. What? Think about what you said. I'm allowed to have my private thoughts and opinions that about That you things. said out loud on a podcast. Yes. <laughs> Because we don't treat celebrities like real people, and we're all guilty of it. It's, it's true. More stupid stuff ensues, and the thing that they try to do is be like, oh, Chris Klein is bad because he finds out that Chris Klein is using tricks he's using on uh, Jamie on other girls. Like, he sees Chris Klein hit on another woman, and he tells Jamie, and he's like, she's like, you, dude, he told me the same thing about you. Like, they have kind of a talk. And it's, the idea is supposed to be, oh, uh, Ryan Reynolds is the good guy because he actually cares about Jamie. But he doesn't. No, and it sets they're up the same this, person. They're doing up, the same shit. And Chris Klein's character even says that. He's like, oh, wouldn't it be great if the two nerdiest, grossest guys in high school got with the hottest cheerleader? Yeah. We're doing the same thing. And Ryan Reynolds says, I certainly am not, even though he certainly is. He's doing the same thing. Also, we don't learn anything about Jamie. We know that her family is rich. rich. They have a house. She still lives with her parents, I think. Um, Like, why is she still in town? Does she like being in town? What does she want to do with her life? How does she feel? How does she feel about high school? We never learn any of that. Nope. And there's a, a part where... They hang out, uh, Amy Smart and Ryan Reynolds, and Amy Smart, Some they catch up, and somehow this weird tension gets broken, and she tries to sleep with him, but she doesn't actually try. She just puts on his shirt and acts all sexy and doesn't actually say, hey, I like you. Do you want to do this? That's the easiest thing to do, be like, hey, like, just turn around and be like, hey, you know what would be cool? If we had sex. Also, like, hi, you were in love with me in high school. I have some weird misguided feelings towards you. I'm naked in your bed. Do you want to have sex? Like, just ask. Just have a conversation. Have a single conversation. I really hate this trope of women having to play coy in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. If you have someone that you're comfortable with, just say it. Just say. Just ask. The worst thing they can say is no. Yeah. And then guess what? You don't have sex, and that's great. And fine, you get to... Get to do the best thing in the world. Sleep. Sleep. Also, buy a vibrator and go home. End of story. The end. (laughs) That's how I feel. The end. Take a shower, babe. Truly. But it's played up, and then there's this weird misguided rivalry between Dinkleman. Chris Klein. Which is my favorite name. I love the scene where they just say Dinkleman to each other a bunch of times. I don't think it's that funny to me. I just think the name Dinkleman is a funny name. And they bet on you thinking that and that's fine i know they really did they <laughs> really okay. got me hey you know what they got me with anna ferris that's true because anna ferris her character just gets progressively crazier and crazier and crazier mm-hmm. she ends up leaving and then the end of the movie it just oh, is so stupid say, it doesn't even it matter. doesn't matter but i will say he he and Jamie have a big fight where he's she's like you're an asshole and she's he's like you peaked in high school which is true based on but what it's we've so been mean told. but also we I would like to know why would that hurt her even more like why is that something she's insecure about we know nothing about this character we, we know only nothing. know that she's a bartender and she wants to be a teacher that's all we know about Wait, her. she wants to be a teacher yeah that's why she knows all the kids okay they did not make that clear at all <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's fair. I've seen this movie too many times. Anyway, he leaves. He's able to go back home. And when he gets home, he's very sad because of how it ended or whatever. And then Anna Ferris is at his house. Her bodyguard broke in for her. And it's so fucking funny. Honestly, I laughed out loud because at one point she... Uh, she's like saying all this shit about how they're going to be together or something. And... He holds her down, and he's very mad. And he's like, no, you can't act like this. And she goes, oh, big speech. Yeah, and that I was really funny. <laughs> out loud. And she Ugh. goes, and because he's like, I love Jamie. And she goes, I'm sorry I'm not poor. I'm sorry I'm not the most boring person ever. <laughs> it's so good. And it's great. 
And then the the honestly, he goes back to New Jersey. The movie ends with him and Jamie making up and being together. He says the only real thing he says is, "I've not been a good friend to you." And it's like, yeah, because you're not a good friend to anybody. Yeah. We never learn why they like each other because nope. he's like, "I want to." make babies with you and marry you and love you. And I'm like, based on what? You guys don't know each other. You You're so mean to each other. You're so mean. You haven't spoken. If I ran into someone now and I haven't seen them since I was like 18, I don't know them anymore. Correct. If you knew me at 18, I'm very sorry in general, but also... <laughs> You don't know me now. Yeah, like think back to when you we all we had you think back to when you were twenty one. Think now back think, to when you were eighteen. So much worse. Yikes! So much worse. But that aside, and that's okay because you're supposed to be like you're that. an idiot when you're young. You're, it's just a fact. You're not an idiot. You just don't know enough stuff yet. Uh, I I mean I would say that there, is I will an say idiot. there are eighteen year olds that know a lot of shit. And sometimes really smart savvy eighteen year olds can also be idiots. Yeah, you're supposed Cause to. Because I was one of them. Oh, hello. Ding, ding, ding. This yeah, one over here. Truly. But I was like, <laughs> I think I know where I'll be at 26. No, you don't. Yeah. Funny joke. Funny no, joke. No, you don't, idiot. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I think I'll probably be having a baby. Joke's on you, oh, idiot. Yeah, I was like, I'll have my PhD and write the greatest dissertation everyone's ever read. I work at an insurance company. I. Uh, we don't need to get into what we're doing right now. We're, we, you can aside, probably guess how we're doing. We started a podcast in quarantine. We're doing great. But the movie ends, and it's truly unremarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one part that I think is really funny. It's a small, small thing. But there's a big blowout when they fight because Anna Ferris thinks that Ryan Reynolds has been cheating on her. Oh. And she drives to <laughs> Jamie's house. And when she drives away, it destroys all of the decorations and she starts a fight and there's a priest there and he tries to stop her and she goes this is my favorite line she goes get off me god boy (laughs) (laughs) truly i think we just like anna ferris we do honestly her there's a bit where she tries to because she wants to know where ryan reynolds is and he has a younger brother Oh, Chris Marquette. Honestly, he's the reason to watch this movie. No, Anna Ferris is, but he well, helps well, her. He's the best friend with the beanie from Joan of Arcadia. Okay. That I really liked. He's if you're like, who is that guy? You probably had a crush on him when you were 12. Yep. Um can confirm. But there is a bit where because the brother likes Anna Ferris. He has a crush on Anna Ferris. So she tries to go to him to be like, where is Ryan Reynolds? And he's like, I'll never tell you anything. <laughs> And she kisses him and he goes, he's with his lover. <laughs> really and I will funny. say, okay, I guess I laughed like three times, but all of those had to do with Anna, Anna Ferris. Ferris. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that, but then the, it, the movie's over and it doesn't matter because it was terrible. The movie's bad. Uh, Allie, would you recommend this movie? No. Me neither. Don't. don't is this, is it don't. romantic? No. no. Is it sexy? Absolutely not. No. Um, I don't know. Just really, oh, I don't know. Fuck, Mary, kill, kill all of them. I yeah, don't care. Um, except Chris Marquette, I ma- I would marry Chris. Marquette. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a real one right okay. now. I'll give you. We'll pick the dudes in the movies. Okay. In this fucking movie. Let's go. All right, we got Ryan Reynolds, Chris Klein, and Chris Chris uh, Marquette. Okay, I would marry Chris Marquette, and I would kill everyone else. I My answer know. is still the same. Yeah, I don't know that I would marry any of them. I would marry Anna Ferris. We'd marry Anna Ferris. I think the answer is we would marry Anna Ferris. Actually, I would fuck Anna Ferris because she seems, her character is insane. Oh, she's wild. And I would marry Chris Marquette. That seems, that That's makes on sense. brand for me. That makes sense. I think yeah. I'd probably, I don't think I'd, all the men in this are very mean and bad. They are. And kind of on. I don't like them. I don't find them particularly remarkable in any way that is positive. It's not funny. It's no. supposed to be funny, but it's not. It's just very mean. And bad slapstick. They're mean. They are. And this movie only works if it's a horror scenario. Yeah. Like Ryan Reynolds comes back after being humiliated ten years later, and mm-hmm. he's actually a sociopath. Yeah. And he tries to weasel his way into everyone's lives kind of like like a stepfather vibe where like yeah. he's cuckoo bananas mm-hmm. and you don't know it until you spy on him in the basement yeah everyone's like whoa um chris came back and he and he's so great he's so great he seems a lot happier and he took me to the movies and mm-hmm. he likes my mom and then you walk in on him in the basement and be like stupid 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 yeah rah, 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 kill, kill, kill. Rah, rah. and then and he's like, like oh a- I'm, he says that he's staying with his mom 
And you're like, oh, and his sure. His mom's then you, dead. His mom is dead. They go to the house. The mom is dead. The brother is dead. It's like a Norman Bates scenario. Yeah. And he just has their corpses there sitting. And just he's like, sitting. hello, f- welcome to my family. Mm-hmm. We love each other. We're all going to watch a movie together. Anna gonna, Ferris well, I'm going to kill you. Anna Ferris is not in this version. No. She's too, she brings too much joy. Chris Klein is still in it as like Dinkleman. a rival. He's, because he, it's the same thing. He's still Do you want the same Dinkleman plan. to be the rival serial killer? Yes. Ooh, interesting. He's also coming back to do the same thing, and at first you're not sure, and you're like, oh, maybe um, Chris Klein is here to, like, prevent Ryan Reynolds from murdering people. Uh Uh-uh. He wants to join in. But then... And then the real love story is between Chris Klein and Ryan Reynolds. But then, but then, Chris Klein makes a mistake in the killing or whatever. And Ryan Reynolds has to kill Chris Klein. Yes. Because if he doesn't, his cover will be blown. Boom. That's what it is. It's like... Much better movie. Much better movie. It's like, um... Oh, I guess I was about to spoil a movie. What movie? Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, yeah. Even though it's not like a rival killer thing, but... Oh, see, I was thinking about a much shittier movie that stars Kevin Costner, where he's like a what? prolific serial killer, and his... Is that the one with Dane Cook? Yeah. I heard about that movie. It's not good, and no. I watched it twice. Why did you watch it twice? Because it was late at night. And it was on, you and watched, I hated myself. You watched a Kevin Costner movie twice? Yeah, I'm sorry to say it. Kevin I thought Costner? that maybe if he, I was trying to give him a chance, mm-hmm. and I Which thought that if he played a character who was actually a sociopath and oh. didn't understand human emotion, oh. it would work. Like, that's how I feel with Tom Cruise. An interview with a vampire, incredible. But anytime he's like, I'm a hero guy that wants to help humanity, I'm like, nope. no. You no. want to lock me in a basement? Then and do why? Bad things. Then why is there nothing behind your eyes, Tom? Also, um, if you've ever seen Top Gun, once you see the unibrow on Tom Cruise, you can never unsee see, it. You're anti-unibrow. I'm all about it. I think unibrows can work. They don't work for Tom Cruise. His face is too pink. <laughs> well. We hated this movie. Truly. I'm so sorry that you just listened to us scream at each other <laughs> for an hour. I mean, you're welcome, I guess, because it's a podcast. I hope it helped you get out any anger you have in your life. That's about- very nice. Yeah. I hope so, too. I'm the nice one. She is. Allie, you are the nice one. I don't know about that. You truly are. I don't give a shit about other people's problems. You do. You do. But you're- Stop outing my empathy. <laughs> Melanie's actually really thoughtful. No! <laughs> One time I was really stressed and she made me a smoothie. I did do that. Yeah. I, I showed up and cried on her couch. That did happen. And on that note... Um, thank you for listening to You Had Me at Hell No. It was a pleasure having you here as always. I'm Mel. I'm Allie. And as always, if you'd like to follow us on social media, please check us out on Twitter and Instagram at HellNoCast. And if you want to be our friend and let us know which early 2000s TV star you want to make out with, email us at HellNoCast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Be like, you know what? Is it it Lizzie McGuire? Is it Miranda? Is it the real Jet Jackson? Is it Alex Mack? Oh, my God. Is it... um? Uh, is it is it the guy who was on Cousin Skeeter? Oh, is it the girl from So Weird, which was like kids version With the of the thumb ring? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, is it Eric Von Denton? <gasps> Did I just open the door in your mind? You forgot was closed. Yeah, Brink. Ah, <laughs> uh, Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> Again, not a romance. We will not be covering no. it on this podcast. Truly, one time I just remembered the title Johnny Tsunami and it made me laugh for 20 minutes. Because it's fucking funny. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. This was You Had Me at Hell No and we hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. We love you. Sure. (laughs) You Had Me at Hell No was recorded in Scoundrel and Scamp Theater in Tucson, Arizona and Allie and I just want to thank the theater for allowing us to record there. Special thanks are also in order to Tiffer Hill, our engineer, for putting up with all of our shenanigans and making us sound fabulous, as well as Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty for our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille. Yeah. 